0: Whether you enjoy listening to podcasts or want to record a podcast, Anchor is a perfect platform to start on. Not perfect in the absolute sense, but perfect in the context of ease of use as far as creating the episode, ease of use as far as discovering new podcasters, people just stepping into the arena of podcasting. I can't think of a better platform to produce a podcast on. In less than two years, I maybe get my podcast heard on a multiple level multiple platforms. From Anchor to iTunes to Google Podcasts. I've even landed Life is about more than living on iHeartRadio. Now the last one, that took application an application to get on that last platform. Yes, I had to apply to be on iHeartRadio, but now I'm there. And the best platform of all, which is also associated with Anchor, is Spotify. Once your podcast reaches Spotify, you can easily transfer it, transfer it to multiple social media platforms and reach more and more listeners. So I suggest you give Anchor a try if you're considering podcasting.
1: Hello.
2: Good morning, sir. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
2: I'm good. This has been an unusual Saturday morning for me, but it's getting better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what's up? All good?
2: It's all good. It's getting better. It's like normally I have a normal routine. I didn't follow it this morning.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And you kind of knocked off course. I know how that goes.
2: Yeah. Really off course. But it's okay. I made some adjustments. Anyway, good good to finally hear from you. Yeah, you too. Uh, You
1: too. Nice to be here.
2: And thank you. I can say thanks to technology because all of my alerts came about the same time you sent your messages. Yes. so basically the way I do this is like really it's, it's extremely informal. Yep. So the follow-up's been growing like it's been growing for the last couple of years. Uh so just tell the world about yourself. They don't those in my audience that don't know you. <laughs> tell sure. talk to them and this is your time. I might interject every now and then, but this is your time.
1: Sounds good. Let's have some fun.
2: Okay. Whatever you want to say. I'm, I'm going to create a generic bio when it's all over, plug in the technical stuff. But other than that, this is you. Just talk. <laughs> Whatever
1: you All want right, Ben. Sounds good. Um, so thank you very much for having me. It's, um, it's awesome to be here. For your listeners who haven't come across me before, uh, my name Phil Paluccia, also known as the, uh, the Digital Business Connector, also known as the Billionaires in boxers guy um billionaires in boxes is my brand we're an authority building entrepreneurial broadcast network which is a um it's just a very fancy way of saying that we give people a spotlight for their voice um it's it it very much started because you know there are a lot of people at the top of our industries who are seen as influencers and authorities that i really don't believe should be there um, you know, they were just very good at marketing or right place, right time. And actually, you know, they don't really add a great deal of value to the industry. All they do is they, they want to push their courses, sell their products, you know, come to my weekend course, and then that'll give you access to my course. Wherever you sell me your first born child, you'll be able to come and learn how to do this. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's too self-centered and actually there's a lot of great business owners out there in, in every industry who should be the people that we hear from. They should be the authorities and the influencers, but they're so busy dealing with their own business and looking inwardly for that business. So uh, I typically help people in three stages. So the first stage is if you're busy focusing on the day to day of your business, um, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to grow. You would love more time to focus on the future, but it's, it's taking up so much time just to kind of focus on the day to day and the running or, You're surrounded by people in your team who you wish would take a bit more responsibility and why don't they love it as much as you do and all that kind of stuff. It's about helping you surround yourself with the right people and really kind of level up both the... I I say business is a team sport and it's about recruiting the best people for your team both internally and externally to your company. Um, And that will in turn allow you to achieve a certain level of financial freedom because the business will be doing better. You'll become a business who are good at what they do to a go-to brand for what you do. The second stage is really kind of harnessing that and and really taking on the next level, which is becoming an authority in your industry. Um, The authority building takes lots of different uh, phases, but let's just choose one as an example. Let's say that you wanted to speak at more industry events, right? You wanted to be recognized as a keynote speaker at the main events in your industry. Well, like most of the stuff I do, it comes down to networking and team building. So if you want to be speaking at these events, network with the people who organize these events, you know, network with the previous keynote speakers from those events and the people who are going to be there next time. And really just kind of, Level up by surrounding yourself by, with great people who can help you get to that next level. Um, there are obviously a, a lot of strategies and blueprints as to how to do that successfully that we've developed over the years. I, first of all, started doing them for myself. Um, and then I've been teaching people and coaching people to do these for about five or six years now with a, a tremendous amount of success, which is, which is fantastic. Um, and it's really about kind of helping you level up to that, that next stage. Um, And then the third and final stage that I take care of at the moment is once you are at that influencer status and you're at that authority level, what do you do with it? Like, how do you make sure that that continues to benefit your business? How do you make sure that you're somebody who's, yes, influencing your market in a great way and educating them? But it's not just the all the about the education. I mean so many people come to me and say, "You know I speak at some events, but I never get anything out of it. I just feel like I'm giving away all of my stuff for free um and I never actually get rewarded for that. so there are some very very clearly uh defined strategies and blueprints as to how to turn that into a success um and kind of take that to the next level and And keep growing, right? Because, like, once you achieve a certain feat, that shouldn't be the end of it. You know, that should be the platform and the new foundation to push on to the next challenge and the next target and the next, you know, destination. Um, And that's really what we do. So, um, I've been podcasting now for over 10 years, over 10,000 hours worth of podcasting, ranked as one of the top 100 podcasters globally for 2020, which was a really cool accolade to receive. Uh, was nominated by a couple of my clients and um yeah won, won this really awesome award um, but you know i guess if i 'm being really honest with with you and your listeners like I kind of got dragged into coaching like i i 'd never really intended on being a coach <laughs> um, wow well I just I, it just wasn 't on the cards for me i mean it was uh you know i i I developed in business and i i reached corporate um board level in my early twenties and i and again I'd done that through networking it's like you wanna you wanna level up you surround yourself with people who are already at that level, so I would go and network with other people at board level and I would make friends with them and they would be my mentors and I would give to them and they would give to me and eventually you just almost it's like you raise your frequency and you start vibing at that level and I'm a big believer in your vibe attracts your tribe um yeah. and yeah. Like, it, it works so well but i mean you think about it when you're in a negative place everybody around you is negative right it's it's like if you're bummed out and you're never gonna you know you're thinking i'm never gonna achieve anything like everybody around you is saying the same thing but if you raise your frequency to anything is possible you suddenly start meeting people who've made impossible things possible you know you
2: so l- let me stop me ask you a question real quick because mm. <laughs> this is the area i'm struggling shoot in. <laughs> okay Everybody I, I'm i coming across is on the internet. My physical live tribe disappeared yep. years ago because their vision was too small. I, I I came out of the gate as a local poet, writer, doing the open mic yep. thing, built a network of poets, about 500 people, had a good team, but everybody kept talking to me about we need to focus on our kind, as they like mm. to say, or just locally, and you're dreaming like the world. And some part of me... Thinking that without realizing the power of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and everything coming online that many years ago was that somehow I'm going to reach reach the world. I'm going to get paid for it. And they were like, well, we need to do do business. They went traditional Mm. stuff. So after spending money on LLC, I'm going to get to my question. No, no. Okay. Um, So getting down to core everything, spending money on the corporate LLC, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Eventually, everybody walked away. And I have been, I, I began to revamping, restarting studying mm-hmm. and over again, self-educating myself to the point now here we're talking by means of a, a podcast yes. app, actually, recording on an Anchor app. Uh, and I reached out to one of these individuals because I wanted to harness her ability, she's a really great, really great local poet. And I'm like, we can do a Zoom virtual event. And we can both get paid because people know you. They love you. And when I can present you. I, her negativity, she's talking about kicking in really fast. Mm. Like all of a sudden, it wouldn't work. So my question is simply this. Since I'm basically connecting with people such as yourself, I mean, mm-hmm. the internet, how can I or others who currently don't have real-life face-to-face people in their world? I do have one. I have my oldest son who has his own he is like the second largest audio book producing company wow. in Atlanta. He's crazy, man. He's he's doing crazy business, but he just helped two local. Oh, but he doesn't to do audio books. He does video production, the whole thing. He called me Thursday night. It was Thursday night. He called me up late. Every time my phone rings with my kid, I know something's happening. He's like, "Dan, two about two of our candidates, two of our candidates just got elected. The that with his company to do the video production yeah. And another campaign stole from their commercials, <laughs> copied their commercials, and wow. they didn't do so well. So what I'm saying is he's not a real-life person, my kid who's doing sure. crazy business. But for me, how do I maximize or how can other people start begin to maximize or leverage, I guess you would say, the power of the internet with people you don't get face-to-face? How do I bring them down to maybe a Zoom conference or get to talk to them face-to-face?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh,
2: other than next week... I- over the next week, next week I'm attending my first virtual summit put on by blackenterprise.com. Yep. It's a two-day business summit, all these movers and shakers. First one ever, so I, I'm not, I took off my regular job attending this conference. Actually, the second one ever, but this is the first one focusing on things of my community and how African-American how yes. I can be my business. But anyway, the question is, how do I harness, once that's all over and I interact with these people virtually, I have total access to these movers and shakers, how do I, Harness that ability. How do my listeners harness that ability who do not have real face to face people?
1: That's that's a really good question. There's a, there's two parts to that answer. Um, uh, like two things that you can okay. do. But what what I would say first of all is that actually, like the vast majority of the clients that I work with internationally, and we're we're blessed that we're oversubscribed as a business, and you know we get to cherry pick the people that we want to work with. And I always say the same thing, which is you know it's not a very strenuous test to work with us. It's simply do you get it? And do I resonate with your message? Like, do I want to help you be heard? Um, And if the answer is yes, and I'm just as invested in your success as you are, then we'll work together and we'll make this happen. But the vast majority of those clients, I have not yet seen face to face. We work digitally together. Um, Some of my best friends and mentors are, you know, multi-millionaires, self-made multi-millionaires, several billionaires in that network as well. Uh, And I've actually only met, two of them face to face in the last five or six years so okay. digital is extremely powerful so this is how you do it okay the first thing you need to do is raise your own vibration and that sounds like a strange thing to say but it's a case of reconnect with that thing that excites you okay that you know you you you've already said that you dream big right and i love that okay and it, the, one of
2: the, yeah i mean i'm doing this podcast itself when, within eight weeks, people were knocking anchor. I was doing the reviews on it. Mm. Within eight weeks, I was already in iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else. And I'm like, no one knows me. Why am yeah. I being listened to all over the place? And then as an Uber Lyft driver with a girlfriend I used to have on my top, I used yep. to have past tense out of Roland Airport here in North Carolina. I was able to network as an Uber Lyft driver because I discovered yes. people to listen to podcasts. So when, when I talked speak to people such as yourself. It's literally been taken around the world because of my personal experience as an Uber driver.
1: It's so, funny how everything connects, so, isn't it? And it kinda leads on yeah. to, to one thing or another. But that's that's but, really
2: But it's probably with you now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. I'm, I'm but different. what what I'm saying <laughs> is it's about reconnecting with that essence and, and really getting falling in love with that thing that excites yeah. you. It's the it's the dream that is is slightly so big that it even makes you a little bit nervous. It's that nervous excitement thing. What so you're so, you're right. so within, yeah. within yeah, yeah. my business, you know, <laughs> our, our goal is to empower 1 billion entrepreneurs. That is a huge target. Like, but I know exactly how I'm going to get there. I'm going to do that in two ways. I'm going to do that by empowering the, uh, the, the people who empower others. Because if every one person that I empower goes on to empower another million people, I'm going to get to my billion, right? <laughs> also, we create right. movies and live events. And if you think about like personal development movies like The Secret, that reached 500 million people. So technically, I only need two secret movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm playing it down, obviously, but you see where I'm coming from. If I approach it from both of those angles, that big, scary goal actually really excites me and I know that we will get there and I know that we'll achieve it. So you have to find that thing for you, whether you do that through meditation, whether you do that through like a Tony Robbins priming exercise, which you can find on YouTube um, and you get yourself into that right mentality. That's the first stage. Because you have to be vibrating at the frequency of success to be able to attract successful people into your life.
2: But, but that's what yeah. I, that part—that's the easy part. The, this morning was this This morning I was off point, like I said. But normally, my day every week, people think I'm crazy when I tell them this. But I'm like, this guy. My day mm-hmm. starts at 4:15 a.m. Monday, Tuesday through Friday, literally. My I meditative mean, time, yep. the quiet time, reading time. I think I'm an book number, I don't know, but I think I've completed like 20 or 30, mm-hmm. like 20 some books in the last year and a half. And I've got three or four more to queue. So that's the easy part. Now, when it gets back down to the other part, though, um, the other part of it all, what's beyond all of that? So it's
1: it's, it's about, what goes once you've part, got to that vibration, like it's part. about understanding why what makes people tick, mm-hmm. okay? So... What I mean by that is most people, when they reach out to other individuals, either to get them onto a podcast or to do an event or whatever, it's almost like with a mini pitch, right? It's like, here's what I want you to do for me. Here's why I want to do this. And it's all very self centric. okay? Self-centric. It's very selfish. It's very me, me, me. This is what I want to get out of it, Okay even when you're talking about your podcast, it's like, I want to talk to you because my listeners will get this. And I can honestly tell you as somebody that probably gets 50, 60 requests a week to speak at things or events or, or on podcast or radio, like mm-hmm. the ones that I resonate with are the ones that actually say to me, look, I heard your interview about this. And like, I really think that you could speak to our audience about this. And I think you could really empower them with this. And then they take this away from it. So, what they're doing is they're tapping into what it is that makes me tick. Okay. What is it that I'm passionate about? So don't think about the money. Think about the, you know, what's the thing that gets me out of bed beyond the financial reason? Cause it's not even the financial thing anymore. Um, you know, it's like, what, what am I passionate about? Mm-hmm. So, if you do some research on me and then approach me as an example and say, Phil, you've got this goal to empower a billion entrepreneurs. I have a network of people who listen. Many of them are are solopreneurs and entrepreneurs for the first time. Um, I think they could really learn lessons from what you said. I heard this interview that you did with such and such a person. And actually, I'd really like to ask you around this and this. Would you be open to coming on board? I, I will nine times out of 10 say yes to that. I'd have to have a really good reason to say no. And it's the same with other people. So when I approach... Let's use this as an example. When I approach uh, an event organizer, I want to speak at this big event. Um, I want to be a keynote speaker there. If I just approach that person and say, hey, I want to be a speaker, they're they're going to say one of two things. No, it's the first thing. Or you have to pay me. Like, There's another thing you'll hear is that, yeah, you can come speak, but you have to pay a speaker's fee and all this kind of stuff. So instead, what I do is I invite the event organizer onto a podcast to sell tickets for their event because that's what they're trying to do. So I'm going to talk to them about who is your event empowering? What is it for? Why does it exist? Why did you choose this speaker? Which which courses are you most excited about? And then give them an opportunity at the end to say, here's how you can go and buy tickets if you're interested in this. So it's adding value to the audience. They're getting a lot from it. But I'm not trying to sell jack right? I'm just building a relationship. And the amount of times that that then leads to a comment like, actually, Phil, we're still looking for speakers at the moment. Or what do you feel about doing a workshop for us? Or maybe you could do like a 30-minute workshop at the event. And then they're inviting me. So the shoe is now on the other foot. So your aim is not to get them to agree. Your aim is to get them to ask.
2: Okay, definitely. Thank you, I needed that, because I never thought about approaching it that way. That's why I'm glad to have you on the show. So you're bringing different um, fields to this. So for, let's say, roughly 10, 12 years of all the names I've collected, all the people I know locally and beyond the local area, basically started inviting Mm -hmm. these people onto my podcast to talk about their events, and not selling them nothing other than, or of course my podcast has this regular sponsor, I am going to start getting with some local sponsors eventually. But beyond all of that, let them just come on, exactly. and, come on and talk about the Let them talk there. about what yeah. they're
1: excited about. Let them talk and about would, the, the work that that's... they're passionate about. And and you, yeah. you, you've you mentioned local a couple of times, so I'm going to tell you a phrase that I say to my clients all the time, okay? International credibility for okay. domestic dominance. International credibility for domestic dominance. So. So let me explain what that means. You just mentioned about that person, that lady that you approached and she instantly went very negative about why that event wouldn't work. Okay. If you go around the world and speak to other people in your industry, so other poets, other authors, other writers from all over the world who are just very open-minded and willing to share their story, but they're also big names. So for example, I do it through books. Like if I read a book and I'm really enjoying it, I get the author on the show. (laughs) Um, you know, because, well, why wouldn't they want to come on the show? They're trying to sell books, and I'm a fan. So, you know, from their yeah. perspective, they get to kill two birds with one stone here. They get to speak to a fan, but yeah, just... they get to sell tickets, uh, sell um, sell books. But at the same time, they're having a conversation one-on-one with me. But it's not one-on-one, is it? It's podcasting. It's one to many. So it's a good use of time right. for them. It's a good marketing opportunity. And, and And in any form of business, you can say how good you are until you're blue in the face but somebody else saying it instantly gives more credibility Mm -hmm. so if that author says read my book it will really change your life people go yeah we hear that all the time but if i have the author on the show and say the reason i brought them on is if you read their book it will really change your life people sit up and pay attention and they start listening and they go wow someone else is saying it okay Mm -hmm. so when I say international credibility for domestic dominance, what I mean is speak with the greatest people that you can attract uh, uh, throughout the, the the globe, right? And that may not necessarily be the world's greatest author right now. That might be somebody a couple of levels below them. But once you've done 10 to 15 interviews at level three, that means you can now start moving on to level two interviews. Once you've done 50 level two interviews, now you can start to talk to your bestsellers and all these kind of people at level one. And, you scale up and there has to be a strategy to it. But if you do that, using that lady as an example, if you went back to her and said, look, I've just recently done an interview with this best-selling author from Australia, this best-selling author from the UK, and I'm already in talks with this guy from Japan, and you know they're very talented, I'm thinking of bringing together some really great minds, You know, two or three of these guys, and I'd love you to join. Would you be interested? Well, now she's a fool if she says no and she's not vibing at the right level so that you should just say no to her. What she's probably felt is that you were trying to gain from her. You wanted to do an event because she had a good reputation. Whereas if you're inviting her to an inv- event... Sorry, go on.
2: Yeah. Well, I, 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 well excuse me. A, actually, actually, we have been we started out together. She had a bigger vision. And we had the chance... She had the opportunity through me to meet Nikki Giovanni mm-hmm. here locally. But she came through our area. She used the excuse of getting lost because she didn't have to drive a certain area. So I've been dealing with her negativity. I did it as a courtesy to her. I care for her. She's a great poet. She's a good friend. But it's just. Uh, but you've
1: like, you've out even, you've outgrown her, just, brother. You know, this, is point, this is what this is what I'm had, trying had to say. Is like it's 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 sad when these things happen, yeah. but they do happen. Okay. Um, okay. It's like when people think about mentors and 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 mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Oh, I'll give an example, okay? You can outgrow a mentor, you can outgrow a coach. So I can take you from okay. a certain level, okay? So I can I can take you, let's wow. say the vast majority of my clients will be mm-hmm. three to five years into business and they'll be doing between one and five million US. There or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Now I can get you to ten, I can get you to fifteen, I can get you to twenty, mm-hmm. but now we start going over fifty, like there's probably a better coach for you. 'Cause I like that's not my level. My level is taking you from being a good business to being a go to brand for what you do. I I'm I'm probably not the person to take okay, you fifty okay. to a hundred or a hundred plus. That's that's probably not me. There's probably somebody else. Well, well, you see, I'm well, you see I'm like what I'm saying F- is like, but, but so there are people right now, okay. who will outgrow <laughs> my services. There are people who yeah. outgrow my work and I don't take offense to that. You know, if I, if I okay. get you some credibility and some exposure and you're now an authority at what you do and somebody now says to you, Hey, you know, we want to give you a TV show doing what you do. I'm probably not the best person to coach you with that. Cause I've only just got to that stage myself. We've on, we've not long had our own TV series. So like I'm, I'm right. learning as I go. So, uh, I'm wow. not the best person to help you with that bit. There would be somebody else who has been coaching in television for 20 years who so would be okay. great at teaching you that bit. So what I'm saying is that you, you will outgrow your coaches and you will outgrow your mentors, and that's a good thing. It's not a painful thing, but okay. you have to keep leveling okay. up. You have to keep okay. upgrading, and when you do find that there are people around you who aren't at that level, I personally handle it in two one of two ways. The first way is... I try and support them and guide them. It's like, I want you to come with me on this Um, and I'm going to reach out a hand and I'm getting like, I I see it as a very visual thing. Like if I've climbed a few more steps up the ladder, it's my responsibility to turn around and give somebody a hand up and help them up the next level. However, I'm a firm believer in it's very, it's almost impossible to change somebody, but it's very simple to change. So what I mean by that is if, if, if I'm trying to convince wow. you to do something and you're just wanting to make excuses as to why you don't want to do it, like I, I can make, I can lead you to the water, but I can't make you drink. So let's use a, a, a non-business example, right? If you've been smoking for 20 years, wow. like how many friends and family and adverts have you seen now that tell you why smoking is bad and you still smoke because logic doesn't beat feeling. Mm-hmm. So you giving me logical reasons why I should stop smoking doesn't get rid of the right. feeling that I still want to smoke. However, If something happens in my life and I'm suddenly faced with a scenario where I just go, bang, like think of a woman, she gets pregnant, bang, she stops smoking instantly. She doesn't need the nicotine patches, doesn't need hypnotherapy, doesn't need support. The decision has been made because the feeling has changed. And that was the easiest thing in the world. And coaching is the same kind of principle. It's like once if you can try and help somebody, but if they don't want your help, save your energy for somebody that does, you know, don't don't and so, so don't waste your energy trying to help people that don't okay. want to be helped and don't lower your vibe so that you can make others okay. feel more comfortable about their negative existence
2: okay i appreciate that it's a good reminder i mean a really good reminder for me especially when my day starts this morning because i started thinking about certain things i want to get done and i don't have to do those things anymore so um mm. uh, even with you be agreeing to come here the only the primary reason yes, I'm on Matchmaker was through a LinkedIn connection, and and honestly, I've had connections before when they were doing exactly what you said mm-hmm. earlier. They were trying to get me in to sell me something. I saw it coming, to, and I'm like, okay, let me look and check it out. And by coming onto this site, mm-hmm. subscribing to it, and basically I'm I'm going to upgrade pro level, um, yes, I've had the author you talked about on here had my first author, um, out of California and we have actually became friends. Changed real phone numbers and everything. And and his I think his yes. his episode is up to like thirty plays already and left in less than two weeks. And I have another author yep. coming on out of Calif- California California is my it's my hot spot. <laughs> in the UK. Um so and I'm actually gonna be interviewed by someone as you said so what you are suggesting mm. actually works is just I got lost in that shuffle of sure. trying to help someone it didn't want to help Good. Go to the next level which I'm glad you helped, you helped me understand that and my listeners understand that because there's a lot of people out here the, the mm. number of years in the game is not the same as I call it for everyone else some people um, I've been in it for a long time and like a co-worker comes to me and say, when you arrive yeah, exactly. you get me I'm like are you willing to work for free like I have for a long time <laughs> and they're like Nah, just don't forget me. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you can't work for free. Then my vision and your vision is not the same. And things like this here, I I think I have now it's like 3 coworkers co-workers that listen to my podcast. Guys yes. that would normally, what it used to called blue-collar workers, would never listen to a podcast. Um, actually, I sent the guy the link the other day to the author's story. He's a married guy, family, he has some issues. And I'm like, this is a love that's story awesome. that will touch your heart. That's I'm why
1: I love family, podcasting. I really it. do
2: to all this off yeah and like now i'm like po- beautiful thing of podcasting you can be totally
1: in your yeah the, well d- oh, oh, to I be to be, be serious just, that's I'm where that's where like like the name song. billionaires in boxes uh. came from so everyone always wants to know where. The, yeah so so where billionaires in Bo- so
0: well, are you sorry for real so
1: so billionaires in boxes had originally been a, a podcast <laughs> by another name it was called the big boom business podcast and it was then taken up by a couple of radio stations. So we joined a radio station mm-hmm. and we were responsible for the business hour of this station. So, and we did that for a while. And, but the station had its own name. So we didn't really have a name for the show. We were just a business segment of this station. So, when it got picked up by a TV network, they were like, You need a name right. for the show. And every name I gave them, they hated. <laughs> um, like, they're like, No, no, not that, no. And in the end, <laughs> I came up with one as a joke and I said, Billionaires in boxers, because I'm growing my global empire from home and I rarely put on pants. And it was like, That's got. That's yeah, man. And I was like, "That's got to be the name." And it was like, serious, I was joking, and they were like, "No, seriously, we really like that." Name. And what's been awesome is that it resonated so well with people, and people liked that name so much that we actually ended up rebranding the other, so the service part of our business and the coaching part of our business to be included under Billionaires in Boxers because everybody just started to know me as the Billionaires in Boxers guy. Like that was kind of where, so it, it worked. So this uh, this thing that originally started wow. as a joke has grown into this great big business, this awesome brand, this, this thing that people really resonate with this, you know, a business that for the, for, you know, for the first time in my life as a coach in particular, as I said, I kind of very much got dragged into this about five, six years ago. You know, I was, I was practicing what I preach. Okay. So I had become an authority in my, I worked in in two industries and I'd become an authority in both. Um, I was being flown around the world to speak at keynote speaking events. And I was on television as an expert in these things. And people started to come to me to say, Hey, can you teach us that bit? Like, can you teach me how to do that? Like, I want to be recognized in my industry. I want to be speaking at these events. I want to be the guy that the television stations call and say, we're going to speak to global whatever expert here. And you give your expert opinion. So as a surveyor by trade, like my first challenge was I have to blueprint this, right? I have to be able to reverse engineer why it works so that we can replicate it, which actually is a challenge on its own. Like, it's just because you can do something doesn't mean that you can coach it. Um. So you you have to, you know, it's like think about soccer players or or even NFL players, like some of the best players in the world have gone on to make awful coaches because just because you were a good player doesn't mean that you can be a good coach. Teaching somebody Mm -hmm. to do something and being able to do it yourself are two completely different things, especially when. You have to be able to blueprint it and understand why Why did I take that action? Why did that work for me? Why did I say this instead of all the other options of things I could have said? And it's about really reverse engineering it. So we've been doing that for about just over five years now, coming up for six years. And uh, it's been incredibly successful. But to the point where now, like you 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 talk about being able to do stuff for free, like I still do stuff for free, like I do podcasts for free, like my guest, I never charge for a guest appearance, never have, never will. Um, you know my own show is completely free we don 't have a premium version of the subscription. We have coaching podcasts where if you 're a client of ours, you can kind of listen to those, and obviously those are locked behind a secure wall kind of thing they 're not in the public domain but like we don't, it's not like we do exclusive interviews with people that we only mm. give to our customers. Like everything we do podcast wise is, is really out there for free and it's out there for people to engage with. And the reason for that, or the, no, I was going to say Alfred, no. the reason I do I'll, that I'll, I'll, is yeah, that I'm realistically, sorry, like I long, like man. to work one-on-one with my, with my, my students and with my clients. Like that's that, cause that's how they get the most out of me and it's how they get the most out of their learning in this situation. So because of that, I can only work with maximum between 30 and 40 clients a year, maximum. And actually, that number is getting smaller every single year because we have clients who've been with us for two or three years that I was only anticipating be with us for six to 12 months. And they're still with us because they want to carry on getting to that next stage. They're still doing the weekly and monthly mentorship sessions and the one-on-one sessions. and. So for me, the podcast is is my way of of giving back to the wider community. It's it's my way of saying, you know, these are the conversations that I'm learning and growing from. So I want you to hear them too.
2: Okay, that's that's the one thing I had to come to terms with after reviewing your profile mm-hmm. and other people's profiles that who are, who are guests going to be future guests on my show. As well as the motivational people, I listen yes. to every day. I try to spend at least forty-five minutes on YouTube with different motivational content, and, and yeah. I'm incorporating more podcasting into it as well. Plenty podcast, that love YouTube, right? Anyway, <laughs> here's a place where I had to come to terms with within myself. Yes, I have this low-level. I'm gonna say low, I yep. have a sponsor, anchor the app. is your sponsors sponsors. Everybody's on anchor. It's doing fairly well, but it's not about the but it's not it's not about the money right now. And the, I thought it was in the beginning, but it's not. This is the one free platform where anybody can come on and I can access people. At first, when I set up my Square Appointments, I yep. plugged in a payment deposit feature, which I took off, corrected it all up, earth errors. So um, Life is About More Than Living is a totally free platform for anyone and everyone, as you said, just to give me. Uh, on the paid end, I have a t-shirt, online t-shirt store that I'm yes. guaranteed due for 2021, eventually converted all over to a Shopify store, which is it's, it's easier, more trackable. I can't recall whether it's you or someone else. I've been there with so many people on the, that I'm going to start doing more YouTube-type uh, yep. presentations by means of Zoom, uh, so people actually see my face.
1: Oh, so definitely. I can, so I
2: can push their product, push my product in their direction as far as my t-shirt store. Uh, it, as you said earlier, not only see my face, but give the, put out, put information out there where if you come on and talk about XYZ, if, on the back end, I, I hopefully I, I, my plan is my plan. My desire is yeah, the same sure. you talked about earlier. Yeah. That you will invite me to your event and then you pay me on that end. Everything's free up front. Everything's mm-hmm. free up front. But the back end is wow. I was up there and I talked about his event, mm-hmm. this event I'm doing and XYZ people came or they watched or heard about it. So let me bring him on as a speaker next time. Um to the point where like my original my original episode um mm-hmm. uh, which my life story and I have multiple versions of that life story which are circulating. So when you're telling me these things, I'm like I've done the foundation. I'll lead the foundation. You okay. Now you're taking me to the next level. No, you're mo-
1: well, I'll give you two bits of advice then. Sorry. I'll tell you one yeah. story and I'll and give you a bit of advice with the t-shirt business. So oh. if it was me, I would be. I would have t-shirts made up um, that have your logo, your website on them, whatever it is that it shows, and I would have a t-shirt that says, I was a guest on and then have your podcast name and send that out to these these really high-ranking guests that you want. So when you're wanting to be seen alongside these top authors, send them a gift. Don't tell them you're doing it. Just say, look, I want to send you some uh, some merchandise from the show. You know, what's the best uh, postal address to send you something and then send them a T-shirt. And then what you do is when you share the podcast, make sure they've got it. Send them a message and say, hey, have 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 you had it? Once they say yes, ask them, would they mind sharing a picture of it? And then either you post it or you share your podcast. Let's say you tag them in on LinkedIn or social media or whatever it is. And they then respond with a picture of themselves wearing that T-shirt. That is incredible brand awareness, and is going to do a great deal for you. Um, but you are so—I would definitely do that. I would definitely, definitely do that. Um, Thank
2: you, sir. Thank you so much. Because by 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 me having a Teespring.com they, store, there you go. It's all digital. that's, so what, that's what I would I do. Customize it for everybody personally. I mean, I mean, it's like it's like with <laughs> No, that's what I'm going because because that, be that would
1: make 20, a big 20, difference. 20, 20, but uh, let me share a story uh, with you. Yeah, you just uh, hit the nail on the head about you give something too, away for free so that you can get something off the back end. Yeah. And actually, a lot of the time is you don't even know what that thing's going to be. So I'll give you a great example of this. Okay, so I was invited to speak at this um uh, corporate wow. event in in well, it was actually a business exhibition event in Manchester in the UK, and there was a little bit of me that was kind of. And I'm going to be honest, there was a little bit of me that was kind of letting my ego get in the way. And I was kind of like, "Mm, you know, there's not that many people that attend this event. It's only a couple of thousand people. And, you know, the last event I spoke at had like 150,000 people at the event. So like, uh, do I really want to kind of do this? And I went through this whole scenario. And then it was actually my wife who said something to me that, that really kind of helped change my mind. She said, when you were struggling, you used to go to these events for inspiration and motivation. So like, who are you to deny somebody else the same opportunity? And it, it really was like getting hit in the face with a brick. It was like, okay, like I, I okay. I felt that like that. I, I get it. Yeah. Wow. It's like, I'm letting the ego get in the way. You're so right. Like I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. Event. Myself. So I did. Okay. I went and spoke at this event and it was, there was about 20 people listening to my talk. Honestly, there was like next to nobody here. I mean, the crowd got bigger as I was talking because people could hear me and then they'd come over. Um, but I right. I jokingly went up on stage and I said, well, listen, given that there's so many people here, I'm just going to buy everybody a coffee afterwards. We'll probably have a better conversation anyway. And everyone was just laughing. And, and then people were like, oh, what are they laughing at? What's going on over there? Why is that funny? <laughs> and then more people came and I was like, no, you guys can go away again. Like, I'm not buying you a coffee. You were late. And like, and people were so the first five minutes of my talk was basically just, I don't know why I turned into a comedian and just like rinsing <laughs> the audience. Um, so I then went into my talk and I, and I gave some advice and I really gave some, some hints <laughs> and tips and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and by this point, the crowd's probably up to about 45, 50 people. And I finished the talk and I come off and I literally have a line of people waiting to talk to me. So I'm mm-hmm. chatting with these people, and some of them are saying, "Listen, I really have to go. Here's my card. We'll catch up." And I've done enough wow. of these events to know that that usually means I enjoyed that, but I'm never going to speak to you ever again. Um, and and I kind of was like, "Yeah, I was like,
2: right? Yeah, I don't care." I'm so with you. It. I don't uh, care. But so I was like, "Do you know what? All it's fine. Right, it, like, it, it is what it, it is." Pump, but.
1: It. So two things headache. happened from that event that had a, a ridiculously profound effect on on, on yeah. me and on what I was doing so the first thing that happened was the same day it was at the event um, I actually left the event with five new clients five new coaching clients um, one of whom hadn't even heard my talk it was a business wow. colleague who'd heard my talk went wow. over to him and said this guy's awesome you got to work with him so Wow. That alone was anywhere between fifty dollars and $75,000 worth of additional wow. revenue, just between those people there. Okay, Then what happened was, I didn't know this until wow. much later, on the local news, um, they interviewed the mayor of Manchester because the mayor of Manchester had been at this event. He was also speaking at this event. But I hadn't realized he was one of the people sat quietly at the back listening to me talk. So he said, you know, we were blessed to have speakers like Phil Pelluccia who shared this and this. And, you know, he speaks all over the world and, and, you know, just empowering local businesses and giving his time for free. You know, we really respect that. So thank you for coming. I then got about 15 to 20 new inquiries off the back of the news report because the mayor had said how great I'd been at this event. So. Yeah. Wow.
2: That's the area. That's the excuse. I'm. 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 I'm going to just for a few seconds. Not long. Really, not long. That's, What you just mentioned is something I, that was a. Was a lesson I have learned the mm-hmm. hard way. I spoke at an event about six years ago. And
1: yes, man, I
2: from love all it. All over the keynote speaker did not make the like front cover of the newspaper. I did. I got an email saying. Um, your point was more powerful basically it was more powerful than the I said. It was, was anti gun violence event. And uh um,
1: I love that, that so like much. That. I really
2: now do. And the, there was a link to the newspaper article. It's like I'm like, okay. I wasn't a featured speaker, this guy was. So what I'm saying is I've learned from that. Not- Massively. I was going to say that's, uh, that's
1: something that I work on a lot with my with my students and my clients is, you know, once you get that attention, it, it's it's making sure that you, you utilize it for the next thing. So it's almost like using it as currency. Okay, I have this write-up in this paper. So now I'm going to approach this paper and their competitors talking no. about this and this. I'm going to approach other events to say, I was at this event and I got this write-up and it, it's about kind of building yeah, upon it and, yeah. and really using it. But
2: Well, well, well actually, that's what I'm doing now. That's why once I got my first guest off mm. of match, um, that's my requirement that I send you the link, which I will, in the email and you share all your social media platforms uh, because... And also on so. uh, LinkedIn. Have I have I connected so. you to have I connected you with uh, America's mom yet? Okay, I will. Um Michelle, Wow. She found you on LinkedIn. <laughs> and she has fifteen children.
1: That's awesome.
2: In this day and age, eight at home. She's tagged herself as America's super mom. And uh so her she gives you the option either of uh, Yes. Audio or Zoom, and with the Zoom, yes. she runs a her hard YouTube channel. She doesn't have that lot, lot of followers. Please do. me yeah, too. So I'm going to send you her through LinkedIn when we finish this up. Because she's, she's already interviewed. That's she's, cool. She's already had my, my last pocket, my last guest on. She's already interviewed, interviewed him. He's a tw- he's putting something that lives in his pants basement in Ontario, Canada. He's like... Yep. <laughs> I just do this thing. Basically, his he, he's, his he's mastermind dot com or something like that. You Anyway, I'm gonna send you. I will connect you two together so you can be on her show. Oh, really? But she, yeah. You know, she went. She got She got me talking. Yeah, I like people who do that. She really went. She, she really went deep in the personal life story. But that was my time.
1: Please do. But American
2: Supermom, yeah. And uh, plug you in with her once this is all over. But yeah, that's my small stipulation is that. Uh, Yes. what you're having, what you're doing, you have her go to her next level. Uh, I think she's tier one on LinkedIn. I'm mm. not sure, but the whole point is what she's doing and her level of gifts that she's now getting just from LinkedIn, she's been an asset and a blessing to me this month. Because uh, for a lot of reasons. I mean, it's like she plugs in, she shares everything.
1: Yeah, I, I love that.
2: with her. Because everything you just oh, said, thank you. you just I'd, said, I'd love introduction. You know, I, th- I know what it is. I it is. I
1: it is. No, no, no it is. not at all. Um, so, You're so right. Look, I mean, ultimately uh, I mean it comes to, down to, we all know this on, on like hit, a deep home, level, but, but it's very easy to forget it, right? You have to give before you can receive. And and people forget that, like, because it's not comfortable. I mean, let's be honest. The times when we have less money in our lives is the time that we give less money, and actually, it's the time that we should be giving the most money. Um, You know, throughout my life, like, whenever I've been having like tough times in business. I go and Mm, give as much value as I possibly can. I give money um, to people who need it. I give my time to people who need it. I will put myself out there and have conversations with people, you know, just with the intention of if this reaches the one person it's supposed to, and it helps them right now, then that's why it's worthwhile doing. I mean, like you mentioned about your podcast earlier and you shouldn't put yourself down by the way, saying it's a small podcast because everything has to start from somewhere. Like we, we now have, um, I don't know, seven to to ten thousand listeners per episode something like that on just for the podcast alone and then radio and tv I, i have no idea more than that um but when i first started like nobody was listening to this thing and i and it didn't matter to me because it was about the conversation it was about the learning and it was about somebody will find it when they're supposed to and it will help them get to that next level but you know you, you you mentioned about your, your podcast is still growing. In the same week that I'm doing this podcast interview with you, we I've lined up to do a podcast with USA Today podcast. Um, and that reaches like 6 million people. So I it's because I don't know who's listening to which podcast. I don't know who this is supposed to reach when it's supposed to reach them. It may well be that that USA Today podcast doesn't reach the person I want it to. But your podcast does your podcast reaches the one person that really needed to hear this at this time. So that's why for me it's it's a case of keep adding that value, keep having those conversations, keep trying to, you know, level up and focus on that destination and make sure that you give and if you keep giving you will receive. I firmly believe that. Are you still with me? Alfred, I don't know if you can hear me, brother, but I can't hear you.